this all came about when I was a young woman, more or less in my late mid to late twenties. I've come from pretty traumatic uh, childhood, a lot of trauma around my childhood, a lot of trauma in my young adulthood. And I think early on, I was pretty much led to the spiritual aspect of just kind of going within and being quiet and trying to find time to just be alone and find solace through my uh, troubled life. Welcome to Into the Light podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Nuna Ray. Nuna is a high priestess who throughout her transformative spiritual journey is able to channel the divine abilities of clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. She is also a songwriter, a vocalist, and a musician, and she joyously answered the divine call to help people, eliciting overwhelming positive responses, creating an impact by serving humanity, humanity passionately. I'm so excited to have you, uh, Nuna. Thank you so much. Welcome to my show. How are you doing today? Hi, Kaya, Dina. Thank you. For this is new and it's exciting and I'm ready to get in, get into it. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. I know we originally connected on Instagram and I think I had was, was reaching out because I was interested in your work as like a, I think a high priestess and doing some of this clairvoyance, doing different uh, spiritual work that you, that you mentioned, you kind of moved in that direction in your life recently. And so I'm so excited to take this opportunity to interview you and find out how you kind of came to this path and what drives this real inner purpose that you have. Cause I feel like so many, so many of us have, have made major shifts in our life where we're moving from our old life or whatever that might look like into more spiritually led work. So that's definitely something I'm passionate about. And I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit more about on the show today. Yes, yeah, me too. Also, yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background, because I know also you recently even changed your name because you were going from Marie Bray and now you adopted the name Nuna Ray. And can you tell me a little bit about where you where you got that name and how it, you know, transformed you in this journey? Definitely. Uh, I would say this much. The name came about in the midst of my healing and my spiritual journey. I, I came from the oldest of six the oldest girl of six. And my parents were creative, they were artists. And growing up, I grew up in the church, grew up within the, under a Christian background, and it came a, that basically came up under the church as a little girl. I stay in the church as a little girl. So I would more or less say that this all came about when I was a young woman, more or less in my late, mid to late 20s. 
I've come from pretty traumatic uh, childhood, a lot of trauma around my childhood, a lot of trauma in my young adulthood. And I think early on, I was pretty much led to the spiritual aspect of just kind of going within and being quiet and trying to find time to just be alone and find solace through my uh, troubled life. And in around about my late 20s, I really kind of consciously took the step forward to um, address the the healing around my trauma. Mm -hmm. And that process, it more or less what it did was bring me into a spiritual path. And I was early on a very spiritual person. I asked a lot of questions and to myself and to the adults around me about things that most people kind of took for granted or took verbatim if they heard to be truths. So I I think that, and I actually know that through the process of my spiritual journey, just more or less began in my late 20s, I ended up like spending a lot of time and when when you're healing and you're going through a transformative place where it's a lot of inner work. And early, I started doing a lot of inner work in like like my 20s, mid to late 20s, a lot of inner work, a lot of inner work. It was more or less a survival mechanism because of a lot of things that I had dealt with in my childhood. So I was kind of led to like really go within a lot. And it was one point where I kind of, affiliate myself pretty much with a conscious community, spiritual community. I delved a little bit in Islam. I checked a few religions out. I delved a little bit. I always was, you know, inquiring, interested in finding out what different aspects of religion were. And so I kind of more or less ended up being what I say more or less on the spiritual path. And my ascension began, I think, back then. I discovered and it was a point that I discovered that there was something different about me. And I kind of knew things before they happened. But because of a lot of things in my life, I didn't pay attention to the things that I was doing, that I started reading people using my spiritual gifts that ended up cultivating within myself after, I think, years of years and years of inner work and on my spiritual journey, meditating, yoga, a lot of rough work. So I was really, really, really into it. Time alone. Just a a person who was very conscious of uh, where I wanted to go and with my life and moving forward in my healing, just to maintain, because it was basically from the format to maintain myself. There was a point that happened, and I can't say for definitely, but my spirit said to me one day, read this person. Go and just, I was guided, inclined to ask that person, can you read them? And I was a little taken back and I'm like, where is this coming from? Now, I remember that when I was a younger woman in my, like maybe early 20s, just randomly, I would go in a conversation with people when I would tell them things about themselves and they would be shocked, like, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know. So I think I've always had the abilities that were pretty dormant. And then it just kind of evolved and as I got older and through my healing process in my spiritual transformative stage, it happened uh, to just evolve to where they're being more, even stronger. I didn't even know that I had these abilities to the um, degree that I have them till I was inclined to this year read someone. And from that day, I couldn't stop. 
and it was like, okay, well, read someone else. And I took from maybe three months, four months, where I just randomly out there meeting people, kind of vibing with people and magnet as far as I feel like I was like a magnet because people would always look at me and say hi and they would compliment me about my outfit, my my head wrap because I, would, I have a look pretty much. And so I would kind of really vibe with people a lot and I always found the opportune time to say, well, do you mind if I read you? And I was just kind of like a trial error because I was I didn't realize that I really had these abilities, not just to do one thing, but multiple things that I found that I was telling people things about their past. I was telling people things about their present circumstances, and I was telling people things about their future. And as this, when this was revealed, I would go and I said, okay, well, let me, I'll do it again and I'll do it again. And I did it for months. And at this time, it kind of took me like for a little loop because I am a songwriter, a vocalist and a musician. And I'm working, currently working with people on projects and musical projects. So it's pretty busy in my life with my work, my actual work that I do in my life and my music. And when this all kind of it, it, it devolved, evolved, I had to kind of put the brakes on everything and see what was going on with me, who I was and where this was coming from. And because I was inclined to prompt and ask people, can I read them? And I did it for a while, enough to know that, okay, this is not something I do. This is who I am. Now you have out here, you have people who gravitate to the title of priestess and high priestess. And I did research and I went on YouTube and Instagram and I said, okay, well, what, what is this about? And I didn't really come into the fruition of who I was until I had a dream because I didn't even really know what a high priestess was. I related a high priestess to some type of religious structure and I've heard it, but I never really knew exactly what it, what it was. I had a dream one night and in the dream, it was, it told me to go to a particular place. It told me that I was at a particular place. And I said, okay, what is this place? And I asked the question, and upon awakening, because when I asked the question, I really woke up. Upon awakening, I went to research this certain particular place to find out that this particular place, the first high priestess ever to be a prominent high priestess ever to be, I'm mean, ever to be out known, named Edunana. And Edunana came out of the Sumerian culture because she migrated from ancient Egypt into the Sumerian culture. And I and in that, in my research, I find out that Edwana was the first prominent high preacher priestess, and she also was the first named author in history. The and I find yes, the first named author. She did writings. And I said, okay, well, I'm a songwriter. Uh, I didn't at that point really know what it had to do with myself. And so I said, okay, well, what is a high priestess? And I come to find out at that point that a high priestess had four spiritual gifts and she had the, all the clairvoyance, the clairsentience, claircognizance, and clear, I think it's audience. And you can actually Google it and it will tell you that because that's what I did. I Googled uh, this place and the place told me that this is where a high priestess was who had these abilities. And so I said, well, I do that. I can do that. Am I a high priestess? And so I kind of tied two and two together. 
And then that's when I find out, I found out, excuse me, that I was a high priestess. And not only that, the proof was I was doing the things that the high priestess did. I was reading people's past. I was reading people's present circumstances. I was doing a lot using the uh, extra sensory perception, which it ties into the four, the five senses, taste, smell, hear, and feel, and touch, hear, and feel. So at that point, me tying everything together just basically let me know that I had the these abilities that have now they had evolved, they went dormant now, they have been cultivated, and that I got them because of the inner work that I did. The high priestess is the keeper of the subconscious mind. And in order for these gifts and these abilities to evolve in me, they evolved because I did a lot of inner healing and a lot of inner work on myself. And in that inner healing and that inner work with going deep within my soul and my heart and my mind to the extreme for such a long duration of my life, saying make over 10, 10, 20 years, 20 years of my life. This is not something that happened overnight. This is something that was laid, was laying dormant in me and that it came to the point where it kind of came to the surface, to its full fruition, to the surface. I... When I discovered this, it was a little taunting and taken back, but it brought me a lot of joy uh, and because people really, really, really loved for me to tell them things to help give them clarity and insight. I found also that it kind of empowered me because one of the, the serve things of high priestess is to serve humanity. A high priestess were consorts and they were like liaisons in between the pharaohs and the, and the kings and the queens back in Egypt in the community. They pretty much were the liaisons and the intermediaries between them to bring up any problem solving, anything that needed to kind of the people to look into, resolve. So high priestess played more or less various roles, but the, the 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 largest role that she played was closest to the kings and the pharaohs as a consort. And they would ask and inquire with her, what do you think about that? And to tell for her to give them kind of clarity and advice and suggestions and people would come to them um, back in those times. Still like we have now, we may call them uh, now, we'll call them probably counselors or mentors, Advisors, but, this, yeah. but this is more on the spiritual level. Um, I think through my ascension and through the all the inner work that I did, that I've done, it brought me to this place. And it's like undeniably that this is not something that I do. And I, I don't get off at five. <laughs> and this is who I am. And so I've kind of decided that if this is my purpose, that I accept my purpose in the, as, my, as a divine calling. And I accept it as my divine calling, because it's not something that I can get away from. So it's part, it's who I am, and I know that it's what I'm here to do. And so I am open, and I'm pretty much kind of laying my 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 feet at the universe to use me as a vessel to serve humanity in that way. I think if it's something real significant and important, I know that life can bring people different challenges, different situations the level that i think that i would like to to help people in making really major decisions in their life because i can go in and have insight to see to help make those decisions with authority and with clarity and with truth it's not something that pretty much that 
You could say, is it maybe, if so, or maybe. I am, in fact, you have done by my trial error. I have told people things that are actual facts and who have, and that reign true. So I pretty much am stepping into my calling. I, my, it's new to me. It's new to my family. It took a lot. It's, it's taking a lot of courage for me to step out on this because this is pretty taboo. It can be pretty taboo to some people. People don't all. Everyone is not going to look at it and think that's something that's natural, but it is natural. It's something that I, like I said, I was born with. It probably came, most likely came through my lineage, through my bloodline, in my DNA. So it's not something I went to school for. It's not a training course. It's just a part of who I am. And Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I, this can go where it can go. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you describe it as not just what you do, but who you are and that it's really coming from this state of of finding your your authenticity. And I'm I'm sure you've had a lot of just struggles with especially coming from like a, a Christian background. I wanted to I wanted to kind of ask because do you still uh consider yourself Christian or have you have you moved away from that or how how do you reconcile some of those foundations of of your kind of religious and belief system now because because I heard like you said it's taboo and actually some of the people I follow like social media then they talk about how psychic abilities is is against what Jesus wants and innocent Muslims think that too so how do you how do you kind of navigate some of those challenges and do you still consider yourself like on a a path of God consciousness or Christianity or where do you kind of sit with that now I pretty sit neutral. I don't take any sides. I'm a more of a I'm natural. I can I I don't ascribe to any particular religion who's right or wrong, who's who's indifferent. I just know that we are we are spirit beings. And so I'm really basically we are spirit beings. We are not of any I don't attribute any labels to myself. I know I'm a spiritual being. And so that's what I vibe on. I'm I am spirit guided. And so that kind of alleviates like the, I don't get it. It's like people don't talk about politics. They don't get into like the ring of the politics. I don't get into the arenas of the kind of debating people over religion or what's right or wrong. Or you know, It's what I know for me to hold true is that everyone's truth is their truth. And so I don't try to um, make an uh, assessment of good, bad, and different or better or right or wrong. I just go with what's basic in general for me, and that as I'm a spirit, I'm a spirit being, and and I'm here on in, in on this earth, I'm having my human experience, and so everything that comes from me is from the spirit, and I don't attribute any labels to it. I'm fine. I know thus far I've always gotten some kind of shake back on me stepping out and saying it took a while, a little while. Initially, I was, I did have some reluctancy and some fear around being my authentic self, but how can you hide from yourself? <laughs> so it's not like if I get up tomorrow and I say, oh, I don't have to be a, I don't have to have the clear voice, but I don't have to be a high priestess. I don't have to, but even that's a, a label. I, I can't get away from it. It's like who I am. And and I know that it is, it can tend to be taboo and, and along the religious community, but I am there. There's a lot of things. I am who I am. I know that I've had, I walk in my life with authenticity and integrity. And I know that I embody the energy of love and light. My name means, oh, light. And it means 
enlightened one. That's what Luna means. It means a light. It means enlightened one. So I kind of grew into my name. I grew into my, evolved into my name, who someone who took the time to heal and grow and develop their inner spirit and their, and drives through the depths of their soul to be the best version of themselves. And now I, as I sit in my divine feminine energy balanced in my masculine and my feminine, I can speak with all authority that I know who I am today and I have no shame about it. Amazing. I love that. And I love how you brought in that process of, we, we're hearing a lot about balancing between the, the masculine and the feminine. And even, even what you described with accelerating or tapping into our, our ESP abilities or think things like that. It's really, I feel like it, it, it's, it's happening to a lot of people now, right? We're, we're experiencing kind of like a spiritual awakening process. All of humanity is being more focused on that balancing, right? Shifting and elevating. Yes. And it's just not me. It's humanity is shifting and elevating. The universe is bringing in a lot of new energies and the people who are in tune and who are aligning themselves intentionally and even unintentionally are getting these upgrades is what I would call them upgrades and they're shifting with the new energy that's coming in and we are ascending in that ascension process there are things are being revealed to a lot to many people here I happen so I happen to be one the one particular person that's like Kind of like a, like a bang on the head overnight, but it, it but it wasn't overnight. It was it's been a long, conscious, bittersweet, good and bad, heart trenching, heart evolving, heart living. It's just been a, a whole journey, but it was so worth it. Everything that I went through when I when I look back now is so worth it because I know that now the purpose that I've served to, to walk someone or guide someone else through their life struggles and obstacles just as a, as a human being and then to add the abilities that I have to even to even make it even more encompassing and even more beautiful and even more invigorating at this time I have three mentors I have a three young females that under the age of 35 who I'm mentoring and this is just something that kind of that I was attracted I think the law of attraction brought them to me just kind of just magnetized and it's just something that just kind of happened and I didn't go looking for it because I've always been someone who people could would come to for counsel and so at this current time I am working with three and they're doing so well and they're very grateful and they're um, creating a bond and a type of a mentorship slash mom slash sister <laughs> slash high priestess guy so a high priestess is more or less of a guide and a counsel for people and in, in, in this work that so far that I've been doing, kind of like off the record, <laughs> but I, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. And as a part of my ascension, that's what was, uh, I was anointed. I've been spiritually anointed as a high priestess. It's not something that I got a certificate to put on the wall or someone gave me. I've been spiritually anointed by the creator, the source of all creation is who gave me these abilities and it and thus for a purpose and I am honored I'm humbled and I, I do want to say something because I don't want to forget that I I I can read 
the way that I read and the way I use my abilities, it's different forms in various ways. And I know that people use tarot and different things. I don't need any tools to read pe people. I don't need any tools, but I, I can use tools like tarot. I read through the eyes. I can read through tonation of your voice. I can read from touch, just from maybe holding your hands. And I will, I can channel through and get what I want to get. So in, in that aspect, it's kind of like, I don't, I know that this is something that's not new. The internet is new, <laughs> but what I'm doing is not new. It's been being done in forever and going back to history. This is not new. And so I don't feel like, oh, okay, this is new and it's, it's no, it's, it's something that's been, been going on for eons and, and all of history. It's just now it's been brought up to the forefront with technology today where it's at with the in social media and the phones and all and everything that's upgraded now that people are bringing so much to the forefront I do not i do not i have the ability but i do not and i would not there are certain laws that i buy by and that i make these laws for myself and that is ones of integrity and humility and love and from those those laws that i set for myself I never would read anyone without their permission. This just naturally, that's just um, what I said, what I was told not to do. And they're kind of like consciously I knew not to do because it's a violation. And so in this work, there's a lot of integrity to uphold. Then I, I would know that people that I wouldn't uh, violate anyone by finding out things about them or using my abilities for nefarious reasons or for negative reasons, because there can be an aspect of this that they can go down a negative rabbit hole. But because I know who I am and I know that I'm a pure, I'm a pure being and I have pure intentions and I'm a pure vessel and I, I have to, just naturally, uh, I naturally abide by the laws and the rules of integrity. And I don't, would not read anyone without permission. It's kind of like if you would ask me uh, to invite, invite me into your house, then once I'm in your house, I can like go in the kitchen and the living room and ready to pick my feet up, move the furniture around. But if you don't give me permission to come in, I cannot come into your temple, your house, your conscious mind and reveal anything. And I, I would not violate those, that law of integrity. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been in spaces where uh, there had been someone doing readings without that like consent, like <laughs> light worker consent process. And I feel like uh, that's so important where you stand in that integrity and have, have certain guidelines that you're operating by and just having that awareness. And it sounds like you're doing mentorship and helping younger women who are stepping into these gifts. And I just think that's so powerful. And the work you do is amazing. It sounds like it's in alignment with source, God, whatever law we whatever we call that connection to yeah. divine being being more of like a pure channel and, and not having your own ego or your own your own self involved and in, in, in as little as as possible in that process, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it took a lot of kind of shaving off of that and looking at not from an ego-based perspective. And I feel like I'm proud and I'm humbly grateful and I'm honored to be anointed as, and I say anointed as a high priestess, the most high creative source of all, because it was not a choice that I actually 
initially made. And so I feel like I know that I have to uphold a certain integrity and a certain level of of uh, of respect and honor. And I would not wouldn't diso dis be disobedient to the natural the natural reason I was saying that that I've been given. There's a purpose and the reason that these gifts have been given to me or even allowed to evolve to this point. And so with that, knowing that I that there is that I have a purpose here and and and, and to take the call to uh took me a moment to say do I do I want to take the call? It's a responsibility. It it's a it's not something that you can once you put yourself out there that you can turn back on because now when I like I've told I put it out to my family and I can hear the buzz right now. I I haven't even pretty much really knowing how that they're reacting to it. But I've kind of the conversation that I had prior to really coming out that I did sit down myself with a few people and talk about how I felt about who I am and how I felt about stepping and taking it somewhere and moving on and on it. And I, I do, I love what I do. I love working with younger women, mentoring them, helping them be the bridge do do their in their life obstacles challenges and sometimes people just really they really need guidance depending on what the dynamic in their lives are but our youth really do need direction and guidance positive and so so for me to be like be used as a catalyst for that um i'm grateful and i'm, I'm honored yeah, amazing, amazing. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about how, because you described you you came from a, a lot of childhood trauma and, and just had a really difficult journey, it sounds like, healing through a lot of your own inner work, as you mentioned. And can you tell me a little bit about how becoming trauma-informed or, or doing our own inner healing and trauma-based work is really goes hand in hand with this sort of spiritual path? How do, how do you see those two connected, like trauma healing and spirituality coming together? Tell me a little bit about how that process really was integrated for you. Okay, sure. Yeah. I think that to me, once you have been more or less kind of broken up, I'm good with analogies. Once you've been kind of broken up, then trying then the the job or the responsibility to put yourself together again is on you. No one is going to can can help you transform and heal and grow. So I think with knowing that I had to, because the effects of my trauma was having very ill effects on my life and knowing that in order to change, in order to continue to live and be happy and go forward in my life, that I had to make those steps. And in doing, making that step into healing, into transformation that happens on in the healing process, it begins in the healing process because the healing process takes you into a spiritual journey if you're not if you don't know that you're a spirit being if you're not really conscious of paying attention you just think you're running around here as a physical person getting a job and trying to get the bag and all the whole yard and you have a love and your life like when this trauma and healing comes into play those things are not a priority the priority for you is to feel better and to feel whole and so when that is the thing that keeps you front, that keeps is at the front of your mind, foremost in front of your mind. Then the spiritual journey and, and the healing integrate automatically, and from then it just takes work. 
and you're always just conscious. You make everything you do is just conscious that you that you feel with your thoughts and everything. They kind of kind of ride. They take this dance, and in this kind of dance, and that's the best way for me to describe it of healing in this in your spirit. You begin to to change and grow and acknowledge certain things about yourself on that path. And you're a babe at first, and then you kind of you you ascend, or you you you, you ascend, and as you and as you ascend, your vibration gets higher because you you feel better, you get happier, you start to kind of get a neutralize, which means you feel normal and functioning in society, because when you're not um, healed or when you're when you're trying to like they say all kinds of things today, damaged, broken, then you tend to be a little oblivious as the people don't know. It's like, it's a different world. It's it's not, you're not connected to the world. You It's, it's a different world when you're living it, coming and living and existing and from a, from a broken place, from a damaged place. So it's almost like you like, it's like I have, you have a job to do. And it's, it takes work. It takes time. It takes dedication, like anything. It takes consistency. It's almost like fighting for your life to exist and be happy and to drive in society like everyone else. So and that just kind of makes it so that you end up really just going on this journey. And because the more that you ride this dance and be in this dance is when you evolve and you feel more connected, you feel more, you feel um, happier, you feel more whole inside. And as that happens, you do ascend. And you ascend because you have to, you aspire to be good and do good. And that's one thing about healing. You can't do bad and negative and be negative and be pessimistic on the healing journey. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. It doesn't yeah. work right. And it's like, I feel like so many people, so many of us are struggling right now. And what do you, what do you say to people who just feel like they don't, like they can't even pay their bills right now. They don't have time for any of this spiritual or this work. It's like they, they just are struggling just even to get one foot in front of the other right now, or life is caving in. And like the last thing that we have to think about is, you know, a spiritual awakening. It's like, you just, you, you, you can't even, like I said, a lot of people are just really in states of, yeah. I would say that because I've been there too. Okay. And I'm kind of coming out of that myself not too long, that the, your foundation, your, your spiritual foundation, rather it's strong or rather it's weak, is what's going to hold you up. So it's going to get you through those times where you can, like, where you really feel like you can't focus on yourself because you have all these challenges and these dilemmas where you, you're, you're struggling to pay the bills, you're struggling to maybe keep decent clothes on with the seasons. You may be just struggling to, um, to eat well. And those are like the basics in life. And my grandmother used to always tell me and the old fashioned word to hold on, but always, always know that yourself is the most important element in it. And if you can just dedicate to taking out a certain particular amount of time where you go within and you remind yourself that this is something that you must live through and that you can get through, but 
to take time out for you so that all those things kind of subside and that you can have something that you have to bond and have a crutch and that it's not a crutch but it can be a crutch because I do I meditate and I meditate frequently I meditate I shut things down and I know that sometimes when people are just in the survival mode it feels like you have to be racing you're running but it's just the contrary when you're in that mode that's just the time for you to go in the other direction and go within so you can get those that direction, those answers, you can listen to that inner voice that will give you that guidance and give you the answers to things that maybe you think that can't be resolved or you don't have an answer at the time. But if you just sit back and, and trust that the going the way out is the way in. Yes, I love that. Yes, we have to go through it, go through it, not around it. And we can't be avoiding these things. So yeah, I love I love that because it's it's so important, like you mentioned, even daily practices like meditation, taking that time and that space for our own self reflection and healing process. I feel like that's where so many people start. And that's what we we really focus on in order to get these to break through and get out of out of these challenges in the first place. So I'm really glad you touched on that. And so it sounds like I know you're, you're, I found you on social media and you're working with some clients some mentorship programs. It sounds like you also do readings and things like that, but I know you mentioned you don't, you're not your typical like tarot reader. So can you tell me a little bit about what you're, what you're offering right now? How, how do clients work with you? Where do they get in touch with you? And what's the best way if someone's interested in, in connecting with you? What do we, what do we tell them to do? <laughs> and I do, I will do tarot. I can do, I can read, I've used various tools. I will uh-huh. oracle card, tarot, eyes, just tonation. I am just, there's no limit to actually, and that's the blessing to the ability that I have. I know that with with today, what people are familiar with, to use the tools. I even am very familiar with crystals. And so I also work with crystals. And I use my crystals in regard to correlating them with the chakras, the senses of the body. So I also read using crystals. So at this point right now, I do have an email. I have an Instagram. I am, I do do readings. I am accessible. And you do work in person or remote, right? Either either one? In person, I do virtual remote. And I did a trial error for that too, because I was stuck personally. And so I said, well, can I do this over the virtual phone? Yeah. And so I get a few friends and say, hey, let me, and I got terrific overwhelming. It was the same. It wasn't any different. And so that's the, that's the beauty of it also too. Yeah, I, I definitely do virtual and in person and I don't, it's like, I can just, whatever, whatever method I, I can use it. Like there's different various methods. I love it that way because people feel comfortable in different aspects. Some people may not want to use a towel. Some people may just want to like, we're sitting here right now. Like if I could, I could read something about you, but I'm not because I have to ask the commission. But <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll do that after something. <laughs> I could come on and do a demonstration. So yes, definitely. Whatever is comfortable for a potential uh, client. So what's comfortable with them, I can I can do. So it's various ways that I read people. So some people might feel terrible about one aspect, but then there's various ways that I can read. I do have an Instagram. I have an email that's under my name, Nuna Knows, and I have a phone number. So we can Amazing. leave. 
if I can leave that. And my information, Edna, I can leave it with you or we can yeah, do that. We're going to have it linked underneath the episode with all of your links to social media and contact information and all of that. And also there was a virtual event you mentioned, I think it's called Pillar of the High Priestess. Yeah. What's going on with that? Tell me a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, as I'm trying to, I did do a virtual event, Zoom virtual event, and I call my readings the Pillar of the High Priestess because it's a, it's an energy. The High Priestess sits between the two pillars at that sat at Solomon's temple. And so I'm using that terminology for my virtual events that I will be doing monthly or bi-weekly. I had my first one, but because of the holidays and the hot, I kind of kind of settled things back. But I will be doing virtual events where people can sign up, intentionally sign up to link on to get into Zoom like we are now. And I will do a demonstration of myself to prove and authenticate myself in the readings. And then anyone else in the room who would like a reading from after the demonstration could contact me with my information. Oh, so, I love and that. that. Yes, that's something that's very exciting. I love it. I, 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 I did one, but it's something that I want to launch. I want to start launching on a regular basis. Amazing. Yeah. Cause it kind of builds that community around your work and brings people together as well. So that it's, sounds amazing. And it's live and it's like yeah. right there. In the floor. It's right there. Everyone's in the room. I had the, the event I had was like, I think we had 12 people there and I had a, a, I had a bystander, like a ghost person was just there observing, but I had 12 people where there was the, the host myself and 10 other people were in the first virtual event. And I got amazing responses. And so I'll be giving them just so people can see me in action and they could, if they want, and if they could want to get a reading, I'll do a, um, a certain amount of time that's allotted to do um, just a demonstration of, of what I do, the readings. And then if they're interested, then they could always just contact me. So. Amazing. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. Now you're going to have something going on uh, so people can start to get to know you and your work and get introduced to some of these concepts if they're totally new to uh, how these abilities work and what, what kind of impact they can have in their lives. So I just love that, Nuna. I'm so glad we got to talk today and really dive into to the work that you do and help bring it to the world, bring it to the people who are who are needing it most right now because so many of us are struggling and confused and try to navigate this spiritual awakening process and what does this really mean and it's great to have people who come from all different spiritual backgrounds religious traditions and who bring that knowledge at a really deep level and have like you decades of experience doing this healing work and and really do it in a way that aligns with you know with with our own internal authenticity and aligns with what we feel like is is most needed for our own healing journey. So I just love that. And any, I, I know we have to wrap up soon. It's been a great conversation with you. Like, I just wanted to ask if there's any final thoughts or, or words of wisdom you'd like to leave with our listeners today. Anyone we'd like to, you know, share some, share some positive thoughts or your final words of wisdom for our, our listeners. Wow. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Well, when I, I think about the things that I go by in my life, it took me a long time in, on my ascension process to grow. And I always say to try your best to come from your heart center and not from your mind. I think when we can balance ourselves 
from a heart-centered perspective on things, the things are much lighter because our mind always can elude us to things that are not actually facts. But when things are pretty much from the heart, the heart is a pretty place with a neutralizer. And things that come from the heart are natural and unrehearsed. And so I, one of my words of wisdom is, is to try to navigate in your life coming from your heart and not so much of your mind. That's so important. Yeah, because our mind, it takes us, we're in these patterns, yeah. these spinning <laughs> cycles. <laughs> the logic brain is trying to keep us safe and, and the ego kicks in and doesn't want us to really do a lot of this work. Yeah. It's so important. I love that. And we did talk a little bit about that balancing between masculine and feminine energy that's happening right now. So yeah, I love that you brought it back to the heart, unconditional love and trying to come from that place of being in your intuition or your, your emotional center rather than all of this spinning yeah, logic so that <laughs> creates our, our everyday problems, right? Yeah, we give too much to the mind. And we don't stay in our spirits and ask for guidance from our spirits and our hearts in us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nuna. I'm so glad we got to do this chat. And um, like I said, I'll have all of the links posted below this episode for anyone listening. Definitely follow Nuna. Get in, in touch if you are interested in her work or obviously the, the Pillar of the High Priestess classes that she's doing and sessions. It sounds amazing. And yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Hope to talk again in the future because I know there's like so many more areas that we we were we could expand into on this oh we did we have to do a part two there's some time yeah, to kind of go by but yes and i would say yes welcome and come to the pillar of the high priestess and come awesome. and get some love. get some love girl that's what we need in this world absolutely all right nuna thank you so much have a great day it was great talking to you thank you sure. bye-bye Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.